Welcome to Thriller Bitcoin. Welcome to Thriller Bitcoin. How's uh how's life? Pretty good. Yeah. Just living pleb. Living pleb? Yeah. What does that mean? You know what that means. It means- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it fucking sucks. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really, right? Like it it definitely it's it's not easy. Living pleb ain't easy. Yeah. It it ain't easy, but <clears throat> if it were easy, everyone would do it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good point. It's really hard to, yeah, it's really hard. I feel like this bear market, dude, has been brutal. Yeah, it's, uh, I guess it's my first real bear market. I was, uh, first got into Bitcoin in like 2015 and didn't really know what it was. I just used it to, you know, do some, do some stuff. And, uh, you know, I saw the price go up in 2017 and that's kind of when I got interested again. Um, but still didn't really take that full leap into it. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'm kind of like a 20, 2019, early 2020 Bitcoiner. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah around the same time. I, I went head first. I was so dumb. <laughs> Just went right into it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it worked out for two years. Yeah. Uh, if you, if barely, you go all in. Barely. Yeah. It barely works out. Looked I like think. a genius for a couple of years. And, <laughs> and now we look like idiots, but... <laughs> You know, hold out for another year and we'll be geniuses again. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, because, yeah, just because it's like it's um, just kind of where we're at. I feel like there's a ton of people like, you know, doing these shit coins on Bitcoin now, shit coins on like everywhere else. And then you have like, you know, all this ordinal stuff taking off and um it almost feels like we're, we're headed towards this. I mean, it's good, right? There's all this development going on. There's all this building stuff, but it looks like we're, we're falling into the same traps again of 2017 all over again. It just feels like we're going to see that same type of uh, crazy rise and collapse. I don't know. Well, I don't really pay attention to any of that. Um, I know it's like kind of like new technology and everyone gets excited about the possibilities, but I, I guess just being around Plub Lab, like I, I tend to like naturally filter out a lot of the noise. So, you know, I just stay focused on the gay stuff like Noster. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and, uh, it's so gay right now in Noster, right? Like there's just so many gay people in Noster. They're like really, and I mean that in like an endearment way, like they really love Noster. It's kind of cool to watch actually. 
Yeah, it's the current thing right now. Uh, so, you know, all the NPCs are just uh, jerking each other off on Nostra. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think the biggest problem when I was talking, I forget who I was talking to, but I think the biggest problem with Nostra right now is just it just feels entirely co-opted by like a few certain individuals. So every time I like jump on Nostra, it's just like I see the same four people and I'm like, uh, yep. cool. I know what you're up to today. And that's awesome. And then next day, the same four people right at the top. And it's just, for me, it just feels kind of like it lost its like grassroots kind of thing yeah. for me. Yeah. And like, and you go to see what's trending. It's like, they should just stop saying what's trending and say the four people's names. <laughs> Cause like, it's just like, it's that's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. Instead, it's not, it's, it's not trending. Filtered no. or unfiltered. It's, it's the same four people. Yeah. And that's not a knock on the four people. I love them. They're great for Bitcoin. It's just that it's like, you know, I don't need to know what they're doing 24 seven. Like I, I was, when Nostra was doing the whole, like, you know, when it was slowly started building up and stuff, it was really cool. Cause all these new people came out of nowhere and I was seeing all these new interesting devs doing some really cool stuff and they got more attention, but I don't know, dude, I think the, I think that's one of the biggest problems. And the other biggest problem I think is just that it doesn't have I feel like we're trying to recreate the same thing in, in like 2000, as far as like a web 2.0, like Nostra's just trying to be like the same web 2.0 platform that Twitter is. And when in reality, like we have Bitcoin, <laughs> like we should be creating like a proof of work type of social media platform. It shouldn't be based on like followers and stuff like that. It should be based off of zaps and like, you know, notes and actual proof of work stuff. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of what some people are trying to make it with the apps is like kind of like a value for value exchange. So that part of it's cool. It just feels like, you know, like Twitter kind of when I first got on Twitter in, in 2020 in the, in the Bitcoin scene was like my whole focus was like, oh, OK, this is a place or at least the way I perceived it was like, OK, this is a place where uh, people are making funny pictures and and uh, yeah, they're getting laughs out of it. Like that's uh that's kind of what I got sucked into. Yeah. So that's the memes. Like, yeah. The memes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's what I did for a little bit. And then I realized like, okay, like, yeah, I bought my Bitcoin. I, I stack, I'm learning a little bit about it, but like at this point I'm just getting on Twitter to like post funny pictures and like look at funny pictures and it's not really a good use of my time. And now I kind of feel like after spending this like year, this last year, um, being a, a, not really a contributor to Bitcoin, but like just doing productive stuff, like developing and, and, and building stuff. Like I feel like now, um, I've kind of gotten away from all those memes and stuff. And, and when I get on Nostra, uh, that's a lot of what I see, unfortunately. It's of like, what, what do you mean? Like, what just you like, see? just like the same stuff. Like it just seems like what, what Twitter was back in like 2020 uh, with all the, all the memes and, yeah. and now it just has like people zapping each other. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not really into like the, the Zapathons and the memes yeah. and stuff. Maybe yeah. I'm just lame. Yeah. And that's where I, I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it just needs to, I think there needs to be one person making something completely different and then opening it up. And then people will be like, oh, this is the way. And then everybody can, you know, copy it and stuff. Cause yeah. I, Cause I, right now we're not going to win. Like we're like the, you know, how we always have this, oh, we're going to win. Like, but for Nostra to win, it's going to require some really outside the box thinking. And right now we're not winning. Like Twitter actually looks better. It works better. It has all the KYC stuff, the blue check stuff. Like people don't give this guy credit, dude, but Elon Musk is like, 
when it comes to like understanding human beings and their wants and needs, like he is like really great at that. And he knew all this stuff would work. It's kind of creepy how, how, how well he knows humans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tendencies and stuff like that. It's, it's fascinating. Yeah. I think as this, like the use case for like social media, it's kind of really hard to compete with Twitter. hundred um, percent. Yeah. You know, having all that money and all that data just from decades of, being around i'm actually excited to see what other use cases there could be for nostr like besides social media i think yeah. that right now in a lot of bitcoiners minds it's like it's nostr is basically synonymous with social media like yeah. I, I even said earlier like I, when i get on nostr but nostr is just the protocol it's just the communication protocol right it doesn't have to be social media it could be used for anything so, yeah like the the utxo was it called utxo engineering that uh, Nick and Supermate was really interesting using Nostr for that. Yeah, it could be a part of a stack, right? Like mm-hmm. the developer stack. I mean, I because yeah, like so. Just real quick, just so for the audience knows, um, how did you how did you jump into the whole develop? Because you you weren't a developer. You had like a totally different like uh, you worked for a totally different type of like industry, right? And like how, how did you how and why did you move over? to becoming like a Bitcoin developer? Like what was, what was the, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess like from 2020 to 2022, I was actually in the mortgage industry. What? Yeah. So I worked as a mortgage loan processor. It's kind of like entry level, you know, mortgage industry job. Um, and I was making like decent money. Um, are you just reviewing everything? Is that what you're doing to try to find abnormalities or anything like that? Or no, mainly just doing like the grunt work, like collecting documents and just processing someone's mortgage application. Mm. Um, was it fulfilling or no? Not really. Like it was cool because it was my first job out of college. So like it was cool to just like, you know, I felt successful. Like I felt like I didn't have to go through that long period of like looking for a good job and and so it was pretty easy for me. Because uh, you went to, to UT, really right? You just went to UT? I went to UT, but I got a degree in kinesiology and <laughs> I didn't really see a path for my, like I wasn't, I wasn't uh, in the degree field for like physical therapy or uh, like, you know, coaching or something. I just kind of got like a, almost like a bullshit degree. So yeah, I mean, it's just a piece of paper. I was really worried about how I was going to find a job. And luckily I knew someone in that company that kind of helped me and you know, gave me a push. And yeah. So that's what I did and uh, was into Bitcoin. Uh, like I said, I was on Twitter all the time and then I found you. you found uh, me? I, found, I, was, I was the first person you met in Bitcoin? Pretty much like the first like real in, li- in real life person like you and Kyle. Really? Oh, wow. So you had just barely. Yeah. Oh, wow. Dang. Yeah. I didn't know anyone in Austin that was into Bitcoin. And you would just see us like out there or what? I I don't know if I found your podcast first or how it happened, but um, yeah, I heard about the Bitcoin block party and I was oh, like, okay, yeah. I'm going to go out to that. The, the first one, yeah, the Genesis block party. And I was like, okay, I didn't know anyone there. So I just basically showed up and like, just felt like a, an outsider, I guess. Mm-hmm. Cause I wasn't, I didn't know the scene. But it was fun. And uh, yeah, like I think a few days later, Kyle put out a uh, tweet asking if someone would be willing to write like a, an article, basically. So About the block party? Yeah, about the block yeah, party, like a that. recap. And so I 
DM'd him. I said, yeah, I'll, I'll be willing, I'd be willing to do it. Like I was a pretty good writer in college. I was like one of the few things I was good at. I could always like just get words on a page. So, um, yeah, I offered to do it. And then I met you guys at the Capital Factory. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah, I wrote that article that, it got published on Bitcoin Magazine, right? Yeah, it did. It's like our only published pleb lab. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Happy to be a part of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So wrote that article and then, I don't know, I guess kind of hung out for like a few days, but then just kind of didn't really know my place. So disappeared for a while, went back to my normal nine to five and but yeah, I was like into Bitcoin too. So like while I was at work, I would be on Twitter all day, like just scrolling and yeah. just felt like I was living like a double life. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like I had my like, you know, my name on, on Twitter and then I had like my real life. Kind of like fight mortgage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, yeah, long roundabout uh, answer. So basically after two years I and hanging out with, you know, you guys a lot. Well, I got reconnected with you guys, like, I guess a year later at the second bug party. Yeah. Uh, you were like, you know, come to Bubba. So I started coming and started going to the workshops. And uh, I guess my first workshop here was uh, the one uh, by Austin, Bitcoin. Oh, Blood the Dev. Blood Dev one? Oh, yeah. That was yeah, yeah. And, uh, and actually, I had tried to, like, teach myself some basic programming, like, for, for years because I had friends that went off and did that instead of going to school. And, uh, and I saw them be really successful. So I tried to do that, but just never really committed fully. Mm -hmm. And then I guess after that first workshop, it was just like a slow buildup into, uh, you know, going to workshop after workshop and realizing, okay, this is really fun. I'd rather be doing this than my normal job. Uh, so yeah, just like, I think in December, so my first workshop here was in August and then December of that year, 2022. Um, it was like right after my birthday, I was, uh, looking at boot camps, and, uh, ended up putting my information down so I could get a, a consultation phone call. Mm -hmm. And then they ended up calling me back in like five minutes. Which boot camp was that? Uh, this is like a UT. Well, uh, and then just, we'll, we'll go back to this later, but why didn't you pick like base 58 or some of these other ones that are out there? I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, you didn't hear about it. Yeah. I just didn't know. Oh, that. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. So you just went with what you knew because you went to school there. You're like, oh, okay. I already went to UT. Yeah, I guess like I was uh, looking up YouTube videos and stuff on just like programming tutorials. And so mm -hmm. the the algorithm was like putting, uh, like my Twitter feed was like getting bombarded with uh, advertisements for the UT coding bootcamp. Damn, so that works. <laughs> so it actually worked. Yeah, I'm a sucker. No, that, that's good. Uh, that I mean, a conversion. So how, how was that bootcamp at UT as far as programming? It was all right. Um, I, I feel like having the little bit of knowledge that I had, like wasn't really starting from zero from their perspective, which is like how they set it up. So we spent like, it was a 12 week boot camp full time. So I had to leave my job. Um, and oh, wow. uh, what do you call it? So I guess like the first like three, three weeks, three or four weeks, like it was just, like a refresher pretty much. Like I wasn't really learning anything new. Mm -hmm. uh, we were learning like some basic HTML and CSS, a little bit of JavaScript. And then I think ar around like week four, we got into doing uh, Node.js, which is kind of more like backend stuff. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was basically like, you know, new stuff to me. 
and I had already like kind of had a little bit of experience uh, working with React uh, for just like front end applications. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, what I wanted to get into bootcamp was uh, for was to learn React. Like it was a full stack bootcamp, so they were going to teach you front end and back end. Yeah. Um, and the back end stuff was definitely very valuable because that was something that you know to me wasn't very sexy. So I didn't like have yeah. the yeah I didn't have like the drive. Uh, to just learn it on my own. So, you know, having to, having to do it um, and having no control over it, that was definitely good for me. Hang on. I got to go meet uh, Jennifer downstairs to get this poke bowl. Okay. I'll be right back. Hang on a second. <laughs> okay, this is a good part. I want to, I want to hear the rest of this. this okay. is, uh, it gets really good. Cool. Cool. Right, hang on. Puppies. These puppies. These puppies. So what are we gonna do? Are we gonna like what? What'd you say? Uh, are we still recording, dude? That's crazy. These dogs, like, they'll literally like, yeah, we're still recording. They'll they'll like follow you, and then they'll wait by the door. Yeah, it's either because they're like really hungry or they're just curious. Yeah, they're just like bored. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's get back into it. You said so. You said that you were learning backend stuff, but you were kind of surprised or. Something like that? Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, learned the backend stuff. And basically the reason why I went to the boot camp was because I wanted to, well, for one, I wanted to, because I came from like the uh, the normal like fiat world, I guess you could call it. It's like, you know, you have the credentials. So then you're qualified to do the job. I didn't really understand that in this world, it's, it's more about what you do than like what credentials you have. Um, so proof of work obviously is very important. Um, so yeah, basically I wanted to get the degree or the certificate and, uh, what I really wanted to learn was, uh, react programming. I wanted to get, go do a deep dive into, uh, react and just basically the, the newer technologies. And unfortunately the boot camp focused a lot on the fundamentals and like had us go in all these different ways, um, learning just like programming languages and tools that aren't really used. They're not very common nowadays. So, yeah, I mean, it was okay. I, I give it a, a C plus. Yeah. So, so you're saying like they were more geared towards, do you think it's just because the person that was teaching it or maybe the curriculum itself was, wasn't set for the modern day you think, or like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. The curriculum wasn't, wasn't modern. It wasn't up to date with, with uh, the technologies that are most popular today. So when you're, when you're, and we'll, we'll get to more of what you're working on now, but like when you're coding today, do you find yourself Oh, it's good that I took this because I have this skill that I didn't know. Or does that, do you ever have those recalls where you're honestly not really? Wow. Yeah. That's so good, dude. <laughs> wow. You would think you would, cause I, I know for me, like I took a lot of computer science classes. So when I, you know, did IT and stuff, I was able to recall some of those teachings and learnings, you know, whether it was just like subnet mask or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like there's just not. Yeah. I mean, uh... I guess like some of the backend stuff, like, but like, I don't really do anything with like setting up, like always on servers. Like I, I like we learn like restful APIs. Right. And, uh, a lot of the stuff I've been doing lately is like Next.js, So like, it doesn't really have, it doesn't, I mean, like the backend use is very limited. It's not really a core part of it. Um, so what did you do after you got out of the bootcamp? So I don't, I don't know if I saw, I remember when you told me you're going to the bootcamp. Yeah. I was like, cool. That's awesome, man. But I, I don't know what you did afterwards. Yeah. So the bootcamp was from December to like mid-March and uh, I, it ended like the week before the SATS uh, by hackathon. 
or oh, like it's the sets by a week. And uh, so the first thing I did was uh, do the hackathon. I got on oh, a team. Oh, was that Devster? Was that the Devster one? Yeah, yeah. I got on a team oh, with cool. Austin and, and we made Devster, which is supposed to be like a uh, a combination between your uh, Nostra profile and your GitHub profile. And did you guys ever continue that or no? Uh, no, because I mean, the, the long-term goal is to be able to like basically have uh, a Nostra, I guess. GitHub replacement. Yeah, Nostra yeah. GitHub replacement. And that's actually a pretty, pretty huge goal. Not yeah, it's really hard complete. to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's interesting. And then what, what did you, what did you, did you get a job after that or anything like that? Or like, how was it? Training? Let me see. So right after that, I think, uh, let's see, that was, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So right after that, I guess I heard about this opportunity for a company that I won't name, uh, <laughs> from you and, uh, from me. Yeah, no, it definitely wasn't just for me. There, it was there's another person in town. Yeah, you and someone else in town. He's very popular. Uh, told me about it. Basically, referred. Me I actually to this. got it from that person. And once he told me that, I was like, okay, well, I gotta listen to this guy. And then I felt bad because, yeah, I'll let you explain what happened. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to like shit on it too much, but it's just like I kind of got fucked over. Um, I got hired and. Uh, you know, got paid for like two weeks worth of work. And, uh, honestly, I just like, it, it really bums me out. Cause I was super excited and I thought like, okay, yeah, like I got this job and I'm going to build this cool thing, uh, for a Bitcoin company, you know, everyone's dream and, uh, and it's going to be awesome. And, and ended up like two weeks later, uh, you know, just so much of, I don't, I don't even know what's real or not, but yeah, the, the, uh, founder, told me that they didn't have any money and that the investor pulled out and uh he wasn't going to be able to pay me or he said he was going to be late on paying me so then yeah like two two more weeks went by and it was like okay yeah uh the money's coming just just trust me and then another two weeks went by and it was like the same story every two weeks and uh he kept saying i owe you back pay i owe you back pay and like we're gonna get an investor even hopped on a call with an investor to answer some technical questions and uh Gosh, dude, he came out the gate like like really hard and he was well connected. And I think for me, I was like, okay, I was looking around like who he was connected to. And I was like, cool. And then I invited him over to PubLab just to kind of tour because he was interested in office space. But it seemed like he knew what he was doing. But I mean, that just goes to show you, man, like really hard, dude. Like, like I would say once you build a reputation, it's really hard to, the things I ha I've had to learn these past two and a half years is like hard to know who you can actually who's actually going to fall through with what they say. It's really hard to determine that. Yeah. He's got a lot of, uh, Riz, you know, he's a, he's a good, uh, he's good at, uh, persuading people. At least he was good at persuading me, I guess not investors, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what do I know? Um, so after that, what did you do? Uh, yeah. So after that, I guess I just realized that I was going to have to you know, put myself out there and start offering, uh, to do, <laughs> to do some free work, to get some experience and just to expand my network. So I did that. Um, and then, uh, well, did actually, you get a gig or no? Have you gotten a gig? I thought you were working with, um, yeah. Yeah. So I met a guy, um, at the sats by hackathon who said he was looking for like a front end designer to, to, you know, redo his, uh, UI uh, for his app. 
Uh, his name is Doug. He's uh, got a company called BTC Retail X. Dude, I love Doug. Yeah, he's a great guy. Such a great guy, dude. Yeah. His wife, he brought his wife this time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's a great, awesome. uh, great lady. Yeah. That was nice to meet her. Uh, yeah. He's got a, he had a fully functioning app. Um, it's pretty cool. It's a, like a point of sale app. And uh, it just, uh, it just needed a, a facelift. Just needed, you know, fresh, modern UI. So um, I pursued him for that. And, and we, we uh, made a deal. And so been working with him for the last three months mm -hmm. and uh it was basically like a short-term contract so um almost done with that yeah. it looks good I, if, when you guys were showing it off i think i think johnny used it for his like cookout stuff and yeah it seemed like it was easy enough for him to use it so that kind of shows you that uh did a good job man yeah because yeah. I, I saw it the way it looked before it looked like it was something out of the 90s it, it, that's exactly <laughs> it was yeah, so it was, yeah it was uh, cleaned it up used the same technology i think as uh the first twitter uh <laughs> <laughs> it was like bootstrap like 2.0 <laughs> that's awesome uh yeah so just uh made it look a little bit more modern. Are you, do you still have any other stuff to do with with uh with him on that app or I'm finishing it up yeah uh the the contract we did was uh set in milestones so uh i think i'm on like milestone five out of five i uh, just need to finish that up and then we'll be done yeah so. i think that did you ever ask him about that thing i was telling you that just have that one option just to punch in an amount and then be able to just pull up a lightning address like uh, to me that I, I i would actually use that pos system if it had that option in there inside the lab yeah, yeah, I I did bring that up. Um, he kind of he gave me a brief uh, answer, but we didn't really like talk about okay. it too much. Yeah, that's the one thing that's keeping me using this other platform, which I won't name. But um, yeah, yeah, um, I I honestly think that's a that's a feature that needs to be on there and for sure. I'd yeah. be happy to build that. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, uh, so working with him, I found a few other like small uh, contract jobs that I was doing. Um, and then, yeah, I've also in, on the side, have been working on a personal app. Um, it's called club space. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, uh, I could talk about that. It's basically like, a I don't know if you've ever heard of like a bolt.fun or something, but it's not, not the same thing. It's not even really a competitor. It's just like, uh, a fun place to do some hacking. yeah if you hear what if you hear what it is you'll you'll immediately think of both that fun but um it's basically just like a an online hackathon platform um but you know it's got a it's got a lot of like nostr integration uh you have the ability to like zap each other's uh yeah i saw uh, it dude it looks project submissions it looks really sick like, yeah, yeah yeah i saw it. it looks really sick i i think you starting from the ground up like you know, with the Nostra stuff and then the, you know, maybe later some AI stuff, but with the lightning stuff and then the streaming to me, like, I think that's how it needs to be done. Like, like just from like a community, you know, standpoint, I think it needs to have like that built-in community from the ground up. And I think there needs to be an application that's just not hoarding data, uh, you know, to put that lightly, like as yeah, far we collect as no data. Yeah. I think that's really important. Like the, 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 I mean, it's good to make sure that, you know, all these guys get featured with their GitHub and all that kind of stuff. But I think, I think the, just like creating like this, um, yeah, it, it just, it just feels, yeah. And I, I think, I think some, there's something like that that needs to be created. And it's, uh, and I think that's why it'll work because it's really low friction to, to get onboarded to a platform like that. Yeah. And uh, I mean, 
the hackathons is like the main part of it, but I also want it to be this just like online, uh, I guess like a resource kind of Bitcoin resource, uh, site or application somewhere where you can just go and like get, uh, like useful content. So like right now I yeah. have a video player on there and that's piping in all of the, uh, developer workshops from Pub Lab. But you could put um, other people on there too, like the ATL BitLab stuff. and Yeah, I could put anything on there. Yeah, I mean, that's, I have a, that's dope. It has a resources page. So I just really want to like get that fully fleshed out and have a, a ton of resources. It's got like the the Git book that uh, Plublob made. So yeah, I think, I think there, yeah, I think there definitely needs to be a place where people can go. There just needs to be more playgrounds. That's how I look at it. It's, it's like, people are like, oh, we need to get more builders. Well, you need to give them options. Like some people don't want to, you know, sit through a two and a half, two and a half month hackathon. Some people just want to go out and hack for the weekend. Right. And then win a million sats. Like, yeah, that's how we're set it up. There just needs to be more, more of these playgrounds just on, on the, on the internet. And I think right now, if you look at web three, they have like a million different types of playgrounds out there. Right. Like. And I think there needs, we need that many for, for Bitcoin if we're really going to do this. Yeah. We um, really want to win, you know. I guess another way uh, we set ourselves apart is uh, you'll have the ability to, uh, to zap a hackathon. So it's kind of like oh, almost wow. like a crowdfunded uh, prize pool. Um, oh, so like, dope. yeah, I mean, the goal is to get a sponsor that can, you know, put up the majority of the sets, but it's very few and far between. There's not going to be that many sponsors right now, especially in a bear market. Yeah, I can imagine. I yeah. haven't had to reach out to anyone yet, but uh, I guess I'll face that soon. <laughs> but that makes sense though. A, uh, like a pot. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it kind of incentivizes people to like the, the participants to share what they're doing. Because uh, yeah. then, you know, they might earn some more sats from doing it. Yeah. That's cool, man. I, I saw the, the brief, the brief, um, yeah, I saw the website. It looks really nice, man. I think, I think implementing some kind of zap stream in there would be really cool. I think that'd be really dope. Yeah. That is a, a long-term goal that we have. Uh, we want to be able to live stream. Um, so, so basically the way it works is you'd sign up with your Noster profile. Um, and then you'd, choose the hackathon you want to, or I guess the current hackathon, you would uh, submit your project and you'd submit like a demo link, um, basically just like a video link showing um, your demonstration of your project. And uh, we'll have like a, a stream on the, on the day that we review them all. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so have like a zapped up stream sort of interface where, you know, if you're watching, you can, you can zap, guess the project that maybe that the project that's showing at the time or whatever it would be cool too to like keep like in you know like in some of these other places like even for our own hackathons we always just have like you know these certain type of people that can judge a hackathon it would be cool to have something and i'm guilty of this too but it would be cool to have something where just the plebs vote like and maybe that's what pleb space is where like the plebs are voting for the winner and not the you know not the, the designated hackathon judge yeah we could do it that way too i don't Um, know it's just something to think about definitely that'd be cool because it it kind of that's the whole point of like the the real spirit of nostr that i remember was that it was the this kind of movement that was like grassroots and it was everybody else like lifting each other up and everybody else was like doing doing the work together and that was what created the bond 
between the community in the early Nostra. And I feel like now it's just, uh, yeah, it needs to, it needs to, we need to go back to that to really make it kick off. Yeah. Um, I would like something like that. Yeah. I think there's definitely an, a need for something like that. Cause you know, there's a lot of politics in Bitcoin and you think so? I think just so. like, uh, yeah. like personal politics or no, just like in the space. Like if I bring on, three of my friends and then I choose to participate in a hackathon. Who do you think my friends are going to vote for as, as the judges? Oh, that's true. Yeah. You know, they're going to vote for me. Maybe, maybe I didn't make the the coolest thing or the most innovative thing. Maybe I just, I don't know that, the best relationship with the judges. Yeah. That's that, that is true. Yeah. I think, yeah, I don't know. I think, um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Well, that's cool, man. You're making plug space. Yeah. Anything else you got going on? Um, just uh, just still working. Um, trying to build up my skills. You don't want to go back to mortgage life? No, I'd never. I hated it. Um, it's just boring. It was the same repetitive thing over and over. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking for more opportunities. So um. I, I really do enjoy like marketing myself as a, uh, as an individual uh, doing these short-term contracts. I feel like it's, it's a cool way to meet a lot of people and, and just, you know, sprint for like a month or two and just get a lot done. Um, yeah. Yeah. That sounds really cool. I think, uh, dude, I've been seeing you at the lab, man. You've been working really hard. Um, yeah. You've been helping us out too, just with like our website and stuff. So yeah. Uh, you're, 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 uh, you have a lot of talent as far as from what I could tell, like you're very artistic. I think that's how we bought it initially was just through the art and stuff and the writing, but yeah, you have a very good knack of, uh, building something really nice and elegant. And that, I think that for me, at least that's always the hardest thing for some people to learn, but it comes naturally to you, man. Yeah. Um, I guess, so. I'm not gonna <laughs> <laughs> stay humble, stay humble. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. Are you, are so yeah, I, let's get into the whole bootcamp thing. Cause I think that's sure. the most fascinating part about your story is like now that, okay. So now that you've been working with one company that kind of like screwed you over and then you started working with, you know, with Doug, who's obviously a gem and amazing founder and businessman and all that stuff. And then now you're doing your own project, right. With club space. So I'm learning all of that. Like, where do you see your development career going now? Obviously you want more contracts and stuff like that. And you want to continue working on your own things, but like, like where do you see yourself as far as like your education? Like, where is that going to come to come from next? Is it just going to come from all these jobs or? Um, no, I mean, well, yes and no. I mean, I say yes, because when I'm, when I'm working on these new projects, um, work or if I get thrown into, um, someone's app that's already pretty much built and I'm just doing like a uh, front end work. I'm having to learn most of the time, like a completely new stack. So like working with dog, you know, his app is built in PHP and it's, it's a full stack PHP application. So I had no experience with that. Um, so there's a lot to learn there and, um, you know, um, going to my next thing, it'll probably be a similar situation where they have a full, fully built application and maybe I'm just coming in and doing some, some minor work. Um, and, and everyone likes to use their, their own stack. So yeah, just a, a lot to learn from getting these new clients 
And uh, I actually, I believe I'm going to be doing the Base 58 course coming up in November. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Is it what, what, like, what made you want to go do that now? I'm just curious. Just because people who are listening right now are like, are you, Darren? Like, you know, they're like, they're plebs. Maybe they want to become devs. The whole thing that Austin talks about all the time. But like, so like, what, like, what did it is, why is it now that you want to take that course as opposed to back then, two years ago, or even a year ago? Well, I mean, I just didn't know about it. Um, yeah, I didn't know about it. And now I've, I've met Nifty and I, she's a great person. I know she's like super talented, very, very, uh, intelligent. And, you know, I, I think it'd be awesome to learn a Bitcoin script and just, yeah, participate in her class. Are you scared? Learn from a legend. Are you scared that you won't be able to pick it up or is that cross your mind or? No, not at all. Wow. Um, I mean, when I commit to something, I'm, I'm fully dialed in, you know? Yeah. Um, right now, like if I, like the other day I sat in on the, uh, uh, I guess they call it a study session, a base 58 study session. And, uh, you know, not knowing anything, it was like, it was a lot to take in. I was pretty lost, uh, for the most part, but now I think that once I like, once it starts coming around in November, like I'm going to be fully dialed in and I don't, I don't have any fear that I won't be able to keep up or anything. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I don't know any Python. I know like very little Python, but I know that's like, you know, the main programming language that she uses. Python. Yeah. Yeah. It, like where these, where do these language sit as far as like ease of, you know, ease of use or usability as far as like a new, a new dev, like. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I was a JavaScript developer. That's where I started. So my thing is just like, once you know, like the fundamentals, it's, it's probably not that hard to just jump into a new language. And I mean, it's all the same. They all do the same stuff. Right. So it's just like a different syntax and different way of doing it. Yeah. I, I like, I had to learn, uh, the Cisco CLI, like, and that like took, dude, that took like really long time to get good at it. But once you got good at it and then right before I left, they wanted me to learn like Python so I could really take it to the extreme because like Cisco was doing some like Python stuff and I forget what it was, but it was going to lead to just like all, all the stuff that I, like that was going to be the next jump that I was going to do. And I never did. I never really, right when I left, that was going to be the last thing. Cause I wanted to really lean in on the Cisco stuff, but I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any interest in like coding? Yeah. Coding. Uh, I think I just don't have the brain for it. If that makes sense. I think the way my brain works, it's very like, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's completely different. I look at things differently. Well, you're like a designer, right? You do a lot of the graphic designs. Yeah. But, you- it, but, but even, even that, that's just like one part of like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very, yeah, but I'm very like, uh, creative and yeah. artistic and stuff like that. Like, I think, I think I have those just like, just in my blood. I, there's, I couldn't even fight those. I couldn't get rid of those things even if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, but um, you don't think that after going to like Austin Bitcoin design club that you've kind of developed a natural uh, eye for if, design. I think if I, I think if I wanted to pursue it, I probably could. Yeah. Um, it's just these days I just don't have the time to do it. Cause I'm doing all the plug lab stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's probably there. I mean, if we have a lot of friends and you know, there was a while there where they were like, car, you should do the front end for this. And you could look like this. And obviously yeah. I hang out with super. He's like, car, do this and just make it like, and I, I've thought about it and even like 
taken two or four hours to do it and it looks great. It's just, I'm just like, oh no. Cause if I, if I start doing this, I'm going to get sucked in and I don't want to, whenever I do something, I want to, I want to like continue it. Yeah. So I don't yeah. like to start things. They're all or nothing. Well, not all or nothing. I just don't like starting things if it's, um, if I'm not going to keep it going, if that makes sense. Like I only like starting things um, with the, with the, with the foresight of like, okay, I'm never going to stop doing this. If that makes sense. Yeah. Until they pull me away. Definitely. Yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember like doing like graphic designs with you. Like I would <laughs> spend like three or four hours making this thing oh, really? that I thought was like beautiful. And then I chose to you and be like, dude, that looks like trash. Oh, <laughs> dude, really? I would say that. <laughs> yeah. But you were right. Cause oh, I, man. I just didn't know. Such I, didn't, a jerk. I didn't realize that like, you know, cause when you're, when you have tunnel vision and you're working on something in like, in your own space, you think it's like amazing and you've, you maybe committed to something that early on that wasn't really that great. So you just kept going down this like path of like, this is where I started. This is good. This is where I'm making progress. So I'm just going to keep going this way. And then, you know, it ends up being uh, not the right, not the right choice. Cause I think that's what, I think that's what's so good about Plub Lab is like, we can, we can be honest with each other about these things. And, uh, you know, there's been some times where I have something, I'm like, I show the guys and I'm excited about it. They're like, no, that's the dumbest idea ever. <laughs> and I'm like, what is it really? It's, no. And then like, tell me why. And then, you know, super will be like, this is why I'm like, oh yeah, that is pretty dumb. Like, yeah. I, I think that's, what's great about like working in a collaborative environment is you're able to, it's like a studio. You're able to like show everybody what you're working on. And at the same time, it's a lab where you can like experiment and stuff. So. Yeah. And we're all friends here. So like, we're not just going to pat each other on the backs and tell each other great job unless like we really mean it. Like if something's like really a dumb idea or like it doesn't look yeah. right, like we'll tell each other we're not, we know we're not hurting each other's feelings. Like we're just, yeah. like we're just honestly looking out for each other's best interest. hundred percent. Yeah. That's cool, man. Well, I, I can't wait to see what comes out. Like who knows, maybe you uh, go down the, the, the protocol path. Do you think you would? I don't know. I think I'm still kind of approaching it from this like you know, credential kind of like mindset uh-huh. where like, oh, if I take the base 58 course and then I've got the credentials that like I've learned, you know, Bitcoin that's a big, that's a big course. To, like, like, yeah, dude, she's, she's one of the best in, in the world. So like, I think having that, if you want to call it like a, this cred thing, like, yeah, it's a, it's a big, it's a big, it's a big thing. I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's something I'm interested in. And if there's actually like, if I'm actually good at it or like decent at it, if I'm like one of few people in the world that can do it, then maybe yeah, there true. is a you know, value in that. And uh, maybe it'll make, you know, cause I, I guess I would also like a full-time kind of position at a company um, just, just to have just that to security have, yeah. of like, you know, healthcare and benefits <laughs> um, <laughs> and not like, but, but yeah, I am like an entrepreneur and I, I do like, like kind of, you know, not knowing where my next meal is going to come from. So I have to grind and like, I have to really like put myself out there and, yeah. and get that next thing. I think that's like, you know, having your, being in a corner, like you're forced to like make a decision and like, yeah, I, I, I just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to lose that. I don't want to get comfortable again, just having yeah. a full-time job. I was talking to somebody the other day and we were talking about that, the entrepreneurship part of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was describing it like I'm for the people that are listening. I'm like using my hands to show like different, what do you call this? Like, a, I don't know, to show space, <laughs> to show space on this table, to show where the line is. 
Okay. So I used to think the line was right here of how far you could push yourself when it comes right. to entrepreneurship and as far as like how how deep in the hole are you willing to take it? Mm-hmm. And I got up to this line, I would say doing the Plub Lab in two and a half years, I think at this point, I've been at this line probably like six or five times. Okay. I, I used to think this was the line. Like I used to think, okay, after this, you fall off the cliff. Like that's, that's what I used to think. Right, right. Uh, you know, during the bear market here, I would say probably since like, March, April, I realized, no, actually, this actually is not the cliff. <laughs> there's, there's actually more. <laughs> yeah. There's actually, actually, it's like, there's like an invisible, uh, kind of like Indiana Jones. There's like this invisible ledge. And you actually, what happens is maybe you don't fall off the cliff right here. You used to think that was a cliff, yeah. but it's not. There's actually more room right there yeah. for you to still walk to. And then this is actually the cliff. Uh-huh. And, and maybe I'm realizing now, and like, maybe I'll realize this and hopefully and for the record, you don't want to ever get to this part. Like <laughs> ideally you want to avoid these cliffs like all the time. But I think just building in the bear market and running a Bitcoin business, I think this is natural maybe. Yeah. Um, and, but I think what ultimately I realized is like, I used to think this was a cliff and getting to this six or seven times I was like, Oh crap. Like, but now I realize, Oh wow. There's actually more ground you could cover. Okay. And this is actually your death. So are you, you, this is like you right here, like the train is coming and you're standing on the railroad tracks and it's like, and the train is going to hit you at 5 PM. And you know, it's, uh, you know, you ever seen inception where they're like, they put their head on the railroad tracks and it's like, yeah, it's like that. You have your head on the railroad tracks and the five, five o'clock, the train's going to run over your head and you, and you're there and you're thinking like, okay, four, four fifty five, four fifty six. 457 you're like what, what's and then you wait 459 45901 45902 45945 and you hear the train coming just like 459 and like it you're literally there to the very last minute waiting for your head to get chopped off and then you realize somebody saves you and you're like oh shit that's when i realized oh crap you're actually not at that edge okay and so so you think that when you get to the edge of the cliff, that that's your death or like, what if you fly? I used to think the the edge, yeah. I used to think the first edge of the cliff was the death, Yeah, like, was the death. Like you don't fly. And then I realized, oh, there's actually more ledge there. Okay. And then when you, then when you actually, then you can really see your death. Yeah. Like yeah. you really see the, the death. And then, then you realize like, oh no. But overall, what I'm trying to say is like it, it, Having going through that, gone through that, I've realized like it actually makes you stronger and tougher and able to co- compartmentalize things a lot better, especially emotionally or intuitively, whatever you need to do to get past it. And it actually, you know, makes you stronger because now anytime there's something else that I'm having to deal with, I'm going to think like, oh, this is not even close to what I've experienced as far as like an entrepreneur or like a Bitcoin builder. Does yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That's why I don't want to like give up. You know, I could, I could just as easily go back to my uh, mortgage job. Like it's always going to be there. And there are times where, uh, you know, my, my future looks pretty uncertain and I'm like, man, why did I leave? I should have just stayed there. I could have probably done this on the side. Right. And not had to like, you know, constantly fight for my next thing. And honestly, I'm glad I'm doing it. Cause like, you know, in the future going down this hard path, like I'm, I just feel like everything else is going to be easier. So yeah. like, I'm always going to remember, you know, the struggle that I was going through right now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like I was a runner in, uh, in high school and in college. So like I was always, uh, you know, I had a hard workout on the track or something or, you know, had a hard long run. And then 
in my race, I, when things felt tough, like I would just remember, Oh wait, I did this like hard workout that was probably harder than a race. And I made it through that and I stayed strong. So like, let me just, uh, you know, just gives you that confidence basically to, to get through it. Yeah. I love that. Something about, um, I don't know, something about Bitcoin, Bitcoiners, man, we're just built different. I think. Yeah. Well, that's the bear market too, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, if we can make it through this, then things are easier. Yeah. I'm gonna go back to eating steak dinners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I went crazy on the steak. Honestly, <laughs> it's like steak every day. Yeah. Now yeah. it's, now it's like, uh, yeah, really thin steaks. Yeah. They're, they're more like fight anything. Yeah. Ground beef. <laughs> ground beef. <laughs> ground beef is steak in the, the bear the, market. The $8 ground beef packages from KNC County. That's what it is now. Yes, it is. It's all I live yeah. on. Yep. Ground beef. Great deal. 20 pounds of ground beef for like $110. <laughs> dude, it is a great deal. I freaking love Cobalton, dude. Yeah. What a great guy. God, so glad he's a Bitcoiner. Yeah, man. Uh, shout out to Cobalton. <laughs> shout out to KNC Cattle. <laughs> shout out to Texas Slim. Oh, man. I haven't seen Slim. Johnny forever. Ochoa. Oh, yeah. I love Johnny. Dude, did you try those tacos he made the last time? Yeah, so uh, since I was an integral part of his uh, point of sale operation, he uh, hooked me up with a uh, oh, free did? plate of tacos. Nice, yeah, dude. He makes some really good tacos, man. Yeah, he. Uh, it's funny because he told me that he, like earlier that day. He's like, I don't really believe in time. What do you mean? He said that. Like he just said like because I asked him. I was like, How late are you going to be here tonight? And he's like, I don't know, man. I whatever. I don't believe in time. <laughs> What? Really? Uh, I've never heard of that. Like, okay. So what did that, what the time did he leave then? Uh, does he not look at his watch he means or like? I just, I really think he just doesn't believe in time. Like he, uh, he told me he's got a, he's got a plate coming for me and I waited there for like an hour and finally the plate was ready. Uh, so so maybe it just whatever it takes to make the perfect time. Yeah. He I just, guess. he just does things on his own time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's a great guy. I love him. But yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. He really meant it when he said he doesn't believe in time. That's cool, man. I'm going to start walking around saying I don't believe in time either. Yeah. I guess that's just like what you say when you like don't really have like a sense of urgency. Like you just do things. I think he's in, yeah. I think he's just like in his element, right? Just very Cause, laid back. Because he's just like cooking and everything's. Yeah. Maybe it's like maybe it's part of like chef culture or something. Yeah. I should get him on the pod, dude. Also I, like country culture, right? Because like we're oh, in the okay. city, you know, we're building stuff all day. Like we're always like go, go, go. And like, yeah. you know. I guess like being in that world, like you're just more chill, like laid back. Like obviously you're still getting a lot done, yeah. but like there's it's just, just like, vibe. yeah, it's just different vibe. Dude, I want to go out there. Have you been to their market yet? The one that they have there in Luling? No, I haven't. No, I go, dude. I want to go. You should take a trip out there. Maybe you should like totally a take a Club lab field trip. So if, so if there's any way, let's just kind of, just kind of like get into this part. Cause I think this is, I think this could be really uh, fascinating for people that are, you know, maybe they're working right now. Maybe they're working like some nine to five that they find really dissatisfying. And they're like, man, I really see all these Bitcoiners and these devs and they have the greatest time at TapConf and they're having the greatest time, like, you know, at Bitcoin plus plus, like mm -hmm. that bit devs, at lit devs. Like I, like, I want to be like what BTC retriever is. I want to be like what Austin pleb dev is. Yeah. I want to be like these people. Like, what, what kind of, what advice would you give somebody who is feeling like that right now in the bear market and all they're doing is snacking corn and like working their nine to five, but they feel like they're living a different life. Like what, what, what kind of like, what kind of advice would you give them? 
yeah. I, I don't want anyone to like struggle too much. And like, I guess like, I don't know. I, there are some times where I'm like, if I could go back and do it over again, like I would do like a part-time boot camp and like keep my nine to five and just like grind harder, I guess. Like don't call it a day at five o'clock and just like put on Netflix and like kick up my feet. Honestly, think like as hard as I'm grinding now, I think I could be doing more. And I think it wouldn't be such a bad option to just stay there and like build this life in parallel. But, you know, everyone's different. Maybe some people are going to benefit more from just going all in because that's, that's kind of how I am. Like, like you said, you know, you don't want to do something unless you're going to see it through and, uh, and, and go all in. So that's what worked for me. And if you're that type of person, maybe that's what you need to do.